part of ourselves to cooperate and to participate, the body and the mind. We begin first with our motivation. And the motivation should be so strong, so strongly felt, that you don't experience, experience it mainly as a mental event, that you actually experience it as a total event. Your body also has that motivation. Your breath has that motivation. At least it feels that way. By making your motivation as clear as possible and as strong as possible. So we can get to that point of the first line of the eight verse with a determination to accomplish the welfare of all. I am now going to meditate. It's like making an announcement to all your, all the parts of you to get them to this point. As far as the watcher is to simply observe. As if the body already knows what to do. You bring your attention to the body. Notice how the legs are seeking a posture that is comfortable and stable because that's what's conducive to meditation. Let your legs find that place that is conducive to meditation. A place where they are comfortable and have stability. And bring your attention to your hands and let them also find that place that is conducive to meditation. A position where your hands are both comfortable, stability, elbows not too far, not too close to the body, shoulders even, relaxed, just let them go, the back naturally So there's observation, in the background there's your determination. Once you reach the back, sort of turn on your mindfulness. The body feel up to this point. Are you starting to feel a sense of tranquility descending upon the body? A sense of ease? sense of calmness? Do you feel a sense of confidence coming from, from the that you've just placed your back? And bring your attention to your head and neck. We don't want to hold them in place. Just let them find a center. So you don't have to consciously concern yourself with holding your head from falling forward or
mouth, teeth, tongue. Let them find their natural places so the teeth are not clenched, the jaws are not too loose. Let the tip of the tongue touch slightly the back part of the upper teeth. And whatever position is for your eyes for meditation, let the eyes be there, closed, half opened, or <coughs> opened. The energy of the determination in the background, awake, aware of the ever-deepening sense of ease in the body. Feel it reflecting in the breath and the mind. Draw attention to the breath. No concerns to control <coughs> the breath. No con concerns to force the mind to focus on the breath. You're not even concerned about doing something about the distractions that may be present. Breathing in, know you are breathing in. Breathing out, know you are breathing out. forth between observing the breath and observing your determination. Each one strengthening the other. Keeping your attention on the breath in this way, if you feel the need to adjust your posture further, adjust your posture. hold on to your determination while you continue to observe the breath. And try to maintain our awareness on the breath. And let the cycles of out-breath 
in-breath, out-breath, be your guide as to what the continuity of awareness should be staying on. whatever sense of a continuity you get, following the out-breath, keep following it, it until it changes, becoming in-breath, keep following it until it changes back to out-breath. And that continuity, have the wish to keep it unbroken. And do this for 11 cycles of breath. the depth of the sense of ease in the body, the sense of ease in the breath, the sense of calmness and tranquility in the mind. And you want this sense of ease to continue and you want to use the sense of ease as your platform, as your vessel, this ever-deepening sense of ease will take you meditative state.
bring again to the foreground of your mind your motivation, your determination. With this very seeker to your goal. Fallible means come to your present this very moment and look for this infallible guide in the level of your eyebrows about an arm's length or prostration distance from you. At the slightest moment you feel any sense of a presence. Hold on to it no matter how slight it may be, and find a measure of conviction that you are in the very presence of your infallible means to achieve your ultimate goal. And no matter how slight this measure of conviction may be, hold on to it. That is, there may be other things, even other that may be that may be stronger than your measure of conviction. Don't worry about them. Just hold on to that whatever measure of conviction you found. And holding on to this measure. Show your reverence in your mind prostrate. as if presenting your case, your motivation, seek the protection of your infallible guide for this journey you're about to take tonight. Place yourself under their protection, his or her protection. Completely entrust your hope and faith Strengthen your faith 
your conviction in the goal that you seek and the means of achieving it. Again, find that measure of conviction that you are indeed in the very presence of the actual means, the actual infallible means through which you will achieve your goal. To strengthen, demonstrate your your thanks, your gratitude, make offerings. of such faults, knowing that they are the very cause of whatever degree of suffering you are experiencing, have experienced and will experience, develop a strong intelligent regret. of habit, we continue to gather the causes of these very painful results that we do not want. So we cannot fully trust these habits of our mind. So entrust yourself of the three jewels embodied in your teacher, your infallible guide, seeking protection, guidance, and strength. Feeling some measure of protection and strength. Make a promise not to allow yourself to come under the influence of such weaknesses in the future. Make up a definite people with which you will exercise restraint and make that promise. something to do to make up, to 
its potential will neutralize and lessen the seeds left in your mind from these past actions. And because of the strength and the sincerity with which you exercise these four powers, you may feel a sense of lightness, a sense of burden lifted. Rejoice. Feel the refineness, the refined state of this sense of joy, rejoicing brings to your mind. And to further refine, to further stabilize this refined state, rejoice in your goodness, in your efforts. Rejoice in the goodness and efforts of others. Whatever measure of goodness there is, rejoice, yours and others. Then this tranquil state, let your heart embrace all beings, look at their conditions, the suffering that they are forced to endure, the happiness. Go ahead, connect with them through your compassion and through your love. of presence of your infallible guide in that space in front of you. You feel how you are connected through your infallible guide to all the enlightened beings. Feeling this connection, request that they come into the beings. Teach them how to truly end their pain. Teach them how to truly find the happiness they seek. And to stay in their lives, guiding them until they are truly free, truly happy.
again bring that determination. What are you going to do tonight in this meditation? And dedicate the powers of the mouth to these prayer minimaries to help you succeed. aspiring to achieve has taken form to personally guide you is now in that space in front of you and you wish to be closer bring that presence to the crown of your head feel that bright presence facing the same direction as you are above your head Holding strongly to your determination. Make strong wishes to succeed tonight. For a mind to more clarity, a bit more tranquility, a bit more understanding. For you to observe some degree of transformation that is taking place. guide for blessings. above your head. This is the very goal that you're aspiring to achieve. The infallible means of achieving it. In your aspiration for closeness, 
now transforms to an aspiration for inseparability. And whatever being inseparable means to you, with that conviction, with that aspiration, that form above your head dissolves into a point of light. See and feel that point of light descend through the crown of your head. See and feel it enter your heart center. And there achieving inseparability. And whatever to you, hold on to it with conviction. Affirming it that you have achieved inseparability. Stay aware of the state in which you find yourself. attention back to your breath. Simply know that you're breathing in as you are breathing in. Know that you are breathing out as you are breathing out. of the breath make you become aware of the body again
So how many of you were blessed out this afternoon and yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> the Lord of blesses in town. <laughs> That's the dilemma, by the way. Okay, so let's get down to business. <laughs> Uh, we'll go back con continue with Tonglen okay. already uh, I gave you all there is to know well the uh, all you need to know to get started with Tonglen okay. as far as uh, specific tricks to use what to see when you try when you're visualizing, uh, what to feel to it. There are many commentaries out there. You can choose whichever one, uh, whichever description, whichever commentary suits you. Okay. Some commentaries ask you to visualize uh, 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 a shadow. Some ask you to visualize, you know, uh, pus. Some ask you to visualize. Uh, what they ask, I guess, uh, a smoke, dark smoke. Some ask you to visualize uh, insects. Okay, so whichever one uh, you feel will make it feel real to you, use 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 uh, any one of those. Okay, and not, not one of them is better than the other. The one, which one is better? The one that works for you. Okay. Uh, well, maybe I should try that one. That one might be better. No, I mean this one sounds better because he said it, or that one said it. So that's only going to get you to exactly w where you are confused. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's not going to help you get further with the meditation. Just pick one. Okay, don't worry about whether it's the right one or not. Okay, and as you are doing it, if it's if you'll find out, you f you get a sense for it. You find your mind being drawn towards something else. Okay. Now, how do you uh, get your mind to it? Uh, The, the preliminaries that we just went through, I think this is the longest, and, and we keep breaking records every, <laughs> <laughs> every once in a while. Uh, the essential point of doing the preliminaries is not every time you sit down you do the preliminaries. If you can get to that, that very last state, and that very last state is like a composite of all those meditations that you are doing up to that point, if you can get your mind to that, to that state where you somehow feel that state as a and yet you feel all those different parts coming from all those different um, uh, little meditations that uh, led to it then you don't have to do you don't have to go through all those steps from beginning up to that point okay but it must be sincere right must it must be truly must be must feel that you're actually there be be careful of the mind trying to rush things and trying to get to the result before you, before you even start walking to, toward, towards the result. Okay? That will only keep you standing where you are. It will not, it will not help you get uh, to any place. Okay? So if you're able, in, in, uh, the reason I'm saying this is uh, also with the verses, the purpose of the verse, the sentiment that it's trying to invoke. 
the, the verses can be, you can use them as a guide. So the, uh, the most important thing about the verses, as far as the guide is concerned, is the meaning that they carry. Okay? So if you can just think of the meaning of, of each verse and then go from one verse one to verse two, and just stick with the meaning. Okay? And, in, and in, uh, if you, just like you could repeat a word in your mind over and over again, so you can repeat the sense of the meaning over and over again until you feel that it's, that it's stabilized. That by stabilized, I mean that you don't feel that you need to have to uh, employ any conscious effort to get that, that meaning stay to stay. Okay? If you, f you, you, get that sense, you get that meaning and it feels like it's uh, fake, try to bring it back. It fades away from you, bring it back. And then the more you bring it back, the, more, the, more, the longer it stays. Okay? Until you feel a sense, some sense of stability of it. But all that, uh, when you get to, uh, to try to do Tonglen, all those sentiments are supposed to be a composite again for Tonglen. So a sense of cherishing all beings, a sense of uh, give, up, uh, give up your own happiness for them, a sense of willingness to take on their suffering. All that is built up upon all those sentiments that you've been uh, building from, from, the, from, from the first verse. Okay? And in here again, you can use the meaning of the, of, of, the eighth, of the eighth verse, that is the willingness, the willingness to exchange yourself for another. If you can get to that willingness to exchange yourself for another, where you exchange, and what you exchange is uh, the, the, the normal condition is, as far as the self is concerned, the self wants happiness, the self wants to give away uh, pain. So you make, you make the exchange. Okay. Now you are no longer the self. The self is other. Take. You're gonna take suffering from there, from that self. You're still gonna remove suffering from self, but you're gonna identify the other as the self. That's what the exchange is. Okay. So to get yourself to that willingness, you can either, if you can just get to that willingness just by wishing it, then you get to that willingness, and then you start doing the meditation. And it's holding on to that and having a conviction that you're actually doing what that willingness is uh, asking of you. That's what doing Tonglen is about. Doing Tonglen is not necessarily about visualizing as clearly as possible the pus coming from them and then entering into you. Okay, that's not, that's not necessarily Tonglen. Okay, that's just an aid to help with, with those willingness and with, with, that, with that sentiment. And if, if you can't get to the meaning, right, you either re, uh, rehearse in your mind those, those words of that verse. Okay? You keep repeating them to yourself and, and as you're repeating them, you're looking for that meaning, you're looking for that sense to come up, as if those words are like an invocation. Okay? And once you get that sense, then you stop repeating those words. Hold on to that sense, hold on to that meaning. Okay. Uh, 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 in brief, I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna speak uh, broken English. <laughs> in brief, uh, actual and imagined uh, benefit and help uh, my mother's give okay uh, in brief may I give to my mother's uh, all help and benefit directly or indirectly okay my uh, uh, my mother's what's hurting my mother's and what's uh, 
and the uh, suffering of my mothers, the harms and, and, and pain of my mothers, may I uh, secretly take it upon myself. Okay. So remember, the first line is uh, sort of helping you to re recall the one of the f one of the developing bodhicitta, which is the, what is called the seven cause and effect method, which is basically using what we in humanity, what, what we as a society hold to be the dearest kind of relationship that we can have, and then expand that relationship to all beings. So you feel that dearest, closest relationship to all with all beings, and that will help with the sense of the, and the willingness of taking on pain and giving uh, happiness. And for some, it would be like you feeling like you are the mother of all beings, and for others, it's you you are. All beings are your mother, okay. So whichever one uh, works for you, choose whichever one works for you, okay. And the next two lines, tough another, and uh, it's what, uh, the, uh, in, in, uh, interestingly enough, the Dalai Lama uh, mentioned about uh, the ego. You know, uh, the ego, the way we, un I mean, there's a lot of philosophical. Uh, thing that comes up in our mind, we don't know which one I'm uh, referring to when I say ego. Are we talking about psych the psychological model? model? Who's philosophical model? I'm talking about the psychological one, you know, ego, you know, uh, uh, a, a, a sense of self, uh, even uh, the one that we describe as being selfish, that kind of ego, okay? And we think of, you know, there's all this confusion about what to do with the ego, or the path is about destroying the ego, the path is about um, uh, transforming the ego, the path is about something to do with it. Uh, and uh, the thing that I uh, got from that, from His Holiness, was how, yes, there is a sense, there is, there is a truth to, yes, you have to destroy the ego, but there's also a truth about you need a very strong ego <laughs> to, 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 uh, to, to succeed on the path. Okay. So, you can have, please somebody uh, help me, I have to get rid of this bad habit that I'm developing, saying so whenever I'm beginning to say something. Uh -huh. So, <laughs> <laughs> with the, the second two lines, exchanging self and others, it's actually uh, mm, you could say taking over the power of the sense of ego. The sense of ego, you're, instead of destroying it, you're going to use it. You're going to use it in, in, the, in exactly what it wants. What does the ego want? The ego wants to be free. The ego wants happiness to the point where it doesn't matter where the ego dumps uh, the suffering. Okay? And, and the ego will not dump the suffering on another, another part of the ego. <laughs> the ego is going to uh, uh, dump the suffering on something that is not the ego. What is not the ego? Other. Oh, yeah, someone else. So, you know that this is exactly what's going to happen. Okay? The ego is going to dump suffering on other, and the ego is so desperate for happiness, if it doesn't have it within the ego, where is it going to grab it from? Take it from someone else. Take it from someone else. Okay, so you're going to, that's exactly what you're going to do. You're going to take Suff, uh, happiness from other and give it to the ego. Okay. Before you do that, you have to make the exchange. What 
you, you, what you are familiar with calling other, you're going to make that self. And what you w were familiar with calling self, you're going to make it ego. And you're going to make that into a, an actual sense. Okay. That when this means that with the same degree of concern you have about getting rid of your suffering, with the same degree of concern you have about acquiring happiness, you're going to have that same degree of concern when you're going to take away the p someone else's suffering, when you're going to give someone else uh, happiness. There's not going to be a, a, a sense of a difference. To give someone else happiness, to take away their, their suffering, for you is as if you are taking your own happiness, you're taking, giving yourself happiness, and you're taking away your own, your own suffering. It's going to feel, it's going to have the same feeling for you. Okay? That's what uh, the exchanging of self and other is about. Okay? So you keep rehearsing the verses, and either the until you get to that willingness. And once you get to that willingness, then you go and do the visualization. And with the visualization, you're, you're going uh, to, the, the, for every meditation, there's a point you're supposed to arrive at, and then you're supposed to, that becomes the point of absorption. Okay? There is a point, there is a something that's just supposed to be absorbed in. Okay? The, the beginning and end of the, of the meditation isn't just a visualization. Okay? You're supposed to arrive at a point by doing this visualization, and once that is invoked, once that is present, then you forget about the visualization, and you try to absorb yourself, try to absorb your mind in that, in that, in that final uh, object. Okay. It's a, a sense of joy that, arrive, that arises from, ah, that person is free from suffering. Ah, that person is, now that person is happy. That's the, that's, that's the object you could say you're looking for. And by looking for, it's, it's just doing the, the, the visualization. That's your looking. Okay. You could say that the looking in meditation is whatever, whatever uh, technique you're using. Okay? If you're visualizing uh, the Buddha, for example, okay, the, the final image of the Buddha is the, uh, is the object to, 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 for you to find and for you to be absorbed in. Before you actually get to that, whatever technique you use, that's the finding, that's the looking. Okay. And then the looking here probably would be just repeating to your mind, okay, the hair is like this, the face is like this, the form is like this, he's wearing this. That's the looking. That's the looking. And then eventually there will be an actual image. And then you found it. The hair is like this, the shape is like this. You stop, you stop, you stop the looking and just hold on to what you find. So with the Tong Len, uh, until, so you keep doing that taking and giving, taking and giving, taking and giving, either using the breath or just your imagination until you get to that point, that sense of joy, ah, that person is free of suffering, is, uh, ha is now happy, okay? Then you just hold on to that joy, okay? And uh, before we... Uh, there's also... You're going to continue with this meditation until uh, carry this meditation up to the the, the, the eighth verse. Okay, 
So the, you're going to continue doing Tonglen. You, you don't stop doing Tonglen at the seventh, ver seventh verse. And then when you reach the eighth verse, then you stop doing Tonglen. So you're going to now uh, continue with the Tonglen until you actually uh, feel a sense of proficiency with it. Then when you finally get to the eighth verse, you're going to include eighth verse and then adapt it to doing Tonglen. Okay. I'll, I'll give you a preview. <laughs> uh, it's as if you ask yourself, what is it about the nature of beings and other that allows for Tonglen? Okay. And then you go through the meditation of the eighth verse, the true nature of self and other. And then you can use, use that as the, f the, the, the basis to do Tonglen. And you can, you can, you can uh, depending on which one you're going to be focusing on, if you want to focus on <coughs> wisdom, you can, you can uh, do Tonglen until you get to that joy and use that joy as the mind to empower your mind for the analysis you're going to do to get to wisdom. And you can use, uh, you can do the reverse also. So to strengthen uh, the conviction of Tonglen, or to strengthen that, you can begin with first finding, uh, do meditation on wisdom, and having some measure of understanding, some measure of, of a sense of what wisdom is supposed to be like. Then use that as a foundation, and then you do, and you do the Tonglen on that. You can keep doing it so that until they are fused into one meditation. Okay. But you can uh, do it by starting with one and end up with the other, starting with the others, end up with one. Okay. Uh, as for, uh, uh, for uh, those of you who were at the teaching this afternoon, I think Zoyanus gave you plenty of <laughs> ammunition to uh, contemplate. Okay. And uh, one thing I would like to uh, re uh, draw your attention upon is uh, uh, due to that question that somebody asked about. Uh, uh, if everything is empty, what is there to grasp, right? And I think uh, a lot of us uh, who can understand the point of view of the question, and sometimes <coughs> we've asked ourselves that question, okay? Um, some of us are comfortable with some sort of answer, some of us are not yet quite comfortable or not quite find a, a way to answer it. I don't know if it's Zolina's answer, answer it, but uh, one of the things, uh, one of the points that he uh, that he mentioned that I want to uh, bring up again is like uh, sort of uh, when I said something about uh, mm, the stuff or the fabric, the the ultimate stuff, <laughs> for a lack of word, because that's even. Uh, know completely <laughs> a wrong place to start <laughs> but if there can be such a thing the ultimate stuff of the universe of, of phenomena of, 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 of whatever is experience okay uh, uh, it's um, use this word this time cooperation whenever you see a phenomena what you're witnessing is cooperation okay it's a cooperation. So whenever what, so uh, what His Holiness uh, was ref referring to maybe <laughs> uh, was that the empty 
ness of phenomena, which is the nature, saying that the nature, that is the ultimate finding, when you, when you take a phenomena and you analyze it, trying to find at what point, uh, while you're analyzing this, at what point do you reach and there's nothing else to go beyond? Okay. And that point is what is referred to as emptiness. And the reason that the word emptiness is used is because you don't find anything. <laughs> okay. But it doesn't mean that uh, uh, phenomena are compiled blocks of nothing. You know, take a bunch of nothing together, you get a sun. Take a bunch of nothing together, you get a universe. <laughs> you get the solar system. Take a bunch and keep adding nothing together. You get human beings. You get sentient beings. You get tamsa and nirvana. It's, it's not in that sense. Okay, so it's like you don't find at the very end something that is that thing and that thing only. That's the only way. And uh, I think that's what Master Ch- Chandrakirti, Chandrakirti said when he said, <coughs> "No, not but Master Chandrakirti, uh, hmm? uh, the one that Master Chandrakirti was defending." No, no. After Nagarjuna. Buddha Palita. Thank you. We are running out of names, right? <laughs> 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 uh, and when Buddha pa- Master Buddha Palita was uh, commenting on Nagarjuna's presentation of 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 the of, uh, ultimate nature of things, uh, Master Buddha Palita said that that is okay. So a phenomenon the that is that phenomena and that phenomena alone and nothing else but, but that phenomena. That's, that's the way I comment on that is. It may not make sense to you, but uh, rehearse it in your mind, you might come up with uh, some better way of uh, saying it. Okay? So uh, take any phenomena, the floor. Okay? So can you find something in that phenomena that is only floor? floor? As you look for that phenomena, something that is floor and nothing but floor, because that's what's appearing to you, floor, Right, and then what? As you are analyzing it, what you keep finding, what is what what you, what what is always present, is cooperation. That is a floor. That's what's appearing as floor. Something that is only floor, nothing but floor. You don't. You can find that. That thing doesn't exist. Okay, that's what it means by at the end of trying to look for floor and only only floor. And floor may not be a bad example tonight. You can find that you come up empty, okay. And and it's interesting how uh, that term "come up empty" seems to be very modern, and yet that's what. <laughs> and you can say that's what uh, the Buddha was referring to 2,500 years ago, when you look for that phenomena in nothing else but that phenomena, you come up empty. And this coming up empty. That is the ultimate nature of things. This coming up allows for anything to be whatever it appeared to be. If it wasn't for the fact that there is not a floor in nothing but a floor, there would not be a floor. Interesting. If it wasn't for all those things that are not floors coming together, you wouldn't get a floor. Okay. And again, uh, uh, one s- something that... Uh, has to keep repeating and whatever is only uh, giving a teaching, whatever somebody is giving a teaching on, 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 on ultimate nature of things. 
and having to make an excuse almost, or, or not an excuse, uh, almost have to make a justification for, for, for the use for the term emptiness, because it might be misleading. Okay? And the justification means, uh, is, uh, I mean, not justification, but you, you wouldn't be able to arrive at this emptiness if there wasn't a phenomena to examine. Okay. So that's why he's going to say, from the very beginning, from the very beginning of the question, the, the question isn't, isn't, is there a phenomena or is there not a pheno uh, phenomena? The thing is, a phenomenon, and you're examining it. Oh, what is it made out of? You know, it's a kind of question like that. It's like, uh, w uh, once you, you have this, okay, sorry, I have to go back to the cup. <laughs> <laughs> you have the cup here, right? And even from the uh, uh, f uh, materialistic science uh, point of view, where you end up with atoms, ending up with atoms doesn't mean all of a sudden now there's no cup. No. It's because of the presence of atoms. That's why we can say a cup. Okay. Now, taking it from uh, the, the philosophical, I don't know, uh, Buddha refused to call his, uh, his, call it, call his teaching a philosophy, but unfortunately, for, not, for us, we have to say call it philosophy. <laughs> According to, uh, it's just being, uh, what's that word? Politically correct. <laughs> we, have to call it, we have to call it philosophy just for being politically correct. Okay. So, just like, uh, let's say, for example, the thing that you arrive at and you cannot see anything beyond was really the atom. Forget about subatomic particles and things like that. Okay. Forget that. Okay. Let's say atoms was really. Okay. So, in the same way, analogous to that, arriving at the fact. I'm, I'm saying it, uh, uh, I'm going to say it in two ways, in a positive way and a negative way. The fact that when you look for cup and nothing but cup, you come up empty. You don't find that. That fact, we can say, I'm not, I'm not going to say, uh, say it in, as I'm trying to make a justification anymore. How did you arrive at that? You were examining this phenomenon. Okay. It is this phenomenon that is present that if you throw it at somebody, you can hit somebody and cause them to bleed, cause them to have a concussion, and you get sued and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's because that when you are, when you ex uh, of that very fact that, 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 there, that there is no ultimate cup, that's, that's why we can talk about a cup. Okay. And that may sound confusing because it's confusing me a little bit. <laughs> Okay, so that will be that. That is the ultimate finding. Okay, the ultimate philosophical find up, the real cup and nothing but the cup. Okay. So the analogous to that would be if, for example, Adam was really the last thing that you can find if you look when you keep looking for something, 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 something. Okay. And just like it's, you could say it's a bunch of atoms coming together, arranging themselves in such a way that we can say, say it's because of a bunch of things that are not cups coming together, arranging themselves, that we, that's why we have cup. And that's exactly what the cup is. And the cup continues to function as cup. And the cup was never anything else but not a cup, <laughs> ultimately. And whenever you find a cup, it will always be something that is not a cup. There will not be, ah! Now I found a real cup. <laughs> okay. That 
that Eureka will never happen. Okay? Unfortunately. And if you do find that real cup, please call me. Even if it's three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> News? <laughs> I'll thank you for waking me up at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> okay. All right. So, if you want to get a head start on that, by uh, it's because the nature of you, the nature of self, and the nature of self of other is that ultimately there is not a self, there is not a another. Ultimately, because of that, then you can make an exchange. Okay. Uh, and the line of reasoning for uh, one of the lines of reasoning why is that possible is uh, uh, if you consider that uh, if you consider reincarnate there you are floating around as a body I need a body I need a body <laughs> and then you see a body being formed and oh and uh, something within you draws you to that now Bef- right before you assume that body to be your body, right before that moment, okay, and somehow you convince yourself at this moment that now that this body is you. When there was a moment before it was completely other, now it's completely self. So it is possible to make other self, okay, and you can a- actually get to that point. Uh, one last thing about self and other. Uh, uh, we, we might be drawn to say, oh, that means everybody, every, everybody's one. We're all one. Okay. That is, that is our true nature. We're all one. Uh, uh, I'll say that uh, to say that is missing the point. Okay. Yes, you can feel that. You can feel that. I mean, that's, what the, that's, what, that's what it is. And I'll, I'll add this one to it. And it comes from uh, something I used to not like to hear in the past, but now I'm forced to say it. <laughs> okay. The ultimate nature of things is beyond one and one in, or one and many. It's beyond that. If it annoys you to hear to hear to hear to, to hear it, as I can say I understand because I, I was annoyed <laughs> sometime when I heard it before. But now I'm sort of saying, oh yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can't say it. You can't <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's quickly grab a little meditation. <laughs> you to take a moment to just observe the state, the last, very last moment before we took the break, before we stopped. Try to recall that experience as vividly as you can. This is a way again back to or picking up from the last meditation begin your meditation with just recalling how it felt 
especially when it was a good meditation, I felt, and we call it vividly, so vividly you become absorbed within that recollection, and you start to feel it, start to feel the mind the way it felt before, and you start to notice the breath being it the way it was before. And do not distract yourself by checking to see if the body is feeling that way, if the breath is feeling that way, if the mind is... Just recall as strongly as possible and stay with that recollection. And the very mindfulness will sort of alert you, bring to your awareness, oh, the body is starting to feel that way, the breath is starting to feel that way, the mind is starting to feel that way. When there is some sense of stability, then you can let go of the recalling and just observe the breath, five cycles of breath to help stabilize this, con this state. So get all those sentiments lumped into one sentiment from the first verse all the way to verse 8, verse 7. Feeling a sense of closeness and endearment towards all beings to the point with them. to quickly get to that meaning, strengthen it. If we need to rehearse the verses so you can get to that meaning, then rehearse the verse in brief. May I directly and indirectly help and benefit to all my mothers. secretly take upon myself all the harms and suffering of my mothers.
having found that joy which is the fulfillment of the objective of compassion and love stay with that joy to merit of this meditation to the achievement of your ultimate goal. And think of some problem that you are facing presently. And think of all those who are facing the same problem and dedicated to this merit for them also. The awareness of the breath allow you to become aware of the body once more. Start your head and gradually become more and more aware of more of your body until you are aware of your whole body from head to toe.
Okay, I know those of you who uh, went to His Holiness's teaching the day started early for you, standing in line, waiting to get in. So, sorry for <laughs> ending, so you have to go far. <laughs> okay, so, right, so I'll see you, uh, yeah, we'll see each other next week. Okay, thank you.